This is the RHA Podcast. Bringing you the best in local and international roller hockey news and commentary. Going into NAM 1, the feeling within the team was so positive. So great to be involved with, you know, the three-on-three tournament. With Glenn Cook and Al Andrews. This is big. This is next level. First ever tournament. I showed the other girls that, yeah, we can play hockey. This is it, Glenn. We are back with episode two of the Roller Hockey Australia podcast. How are you, buddy? I'm very well, thank you, Al. How are you this evening? Oh, pumped, bro. We've got such an exciting show lined up for everybody. It is going to be a massive recap of 2018, as you know. Yep, uh, it's been a fantastic year, and I think uh, you know the all the feedback we've had from the first podcast we've done has been really positive. Uh, it's been great to hear people... I've really enjoyed listening to it, so we're back again. Yeah, it's just been so funny how people say, oh, the last thing I expected was a podcast for roller hockey. Good, and really enjoyed doing it, so yeah, um, back to go again. We're back with another one (laughs) by popular demand. So, Al, what have we got on the podcast for this evening? Lots of people we're chatting to uh, since we were last here in episode one. We are catching up with Alicia Hurley with all her latest news from Queensland. We've got uh, some feedback from... uh, Asia Roller Games with uh, player Carlos Fernandez, catching up with uh, your mate Jamie Reed. Yep, Jamie will be on, and I've uh, also spoken to Ghetto from Townsville. And we're going to also catch up with Stephen Hoey in between all the different slots from the Roller Hockey Australia side of things and the national squad. And we also have a special guest from the UK, Cos Galtos. Yeah, we've got a lot happening there with the uh, referee and officials and the structure that's going to be happening. So let's get straight into it and hear from Stephen Hoey. Up with you, buddy, on the podcast again, episode two, man. Thanks, Al. Awesome, mate. Uh, yeah, it's been massive. 2018. What a year, bro. What are your thoughts, man? Oh, mate, as I said, I suppose my word massive. You know, that's exactly how I sum up uh, 2018. Without a doubt, it has been the biggest, most successful, most active uh, roller hockey in the year in many years. You know, we started off with the Day uh, Cup. We had, you know, 28, 30 teams in that competition. Five days, again, the biggest club competition in uh, Asia-Pacific. Moved into the Trans-Tasman, Australia versus New Zealand, six divisions, Olympic, massive competition, very successful, uh, huge participation. And then we float into the Asian Games, you know, Asian Games in South Korea with Australia taking out gold. I mean, you're the first time in... Uh, in history at a major international uh, world skate event. So, mm. you know, just huge success, huge, huge achievement. And then, you know, wrapping it up with the Champions Cup in 2018, you know, in uh, our nationals in Queensland, in yeah. Brisbane. So, you know, when I think about it, it's absolutely massive. Huge. Yeah, it's, 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 it's gone so quickly. And then when you turn around and look at everything that's happened this year, it's just been absolutely amazing. It's just been so, been so busy. <laughs> True, mate. We're a little bit tired, but hey. <laughs> we're running ragged. We are, we are, but uh, but we're happy. 2019, here we go. <laughs> and it's fair to say, you know, it, it, um, it's happened with so many good people around the sport now, putting their hand up, getting involved, you know, from people taking the lead on, you know, referees and officials, uh, accreditation processes through to, you know, coaching and mentoring through to, you know, rink-starting roller hockey, you know, for the first time, through to volunteers, you know, setting up marquees and running canteens. You know, there's just so many new people and good people now involved in the sport. 
and couldn't have done it without them. Absolutely. I mean, that is, I mean, the whole, the whole, the whole reason why this thing is is moving forward so fast because everyone's embracing the vision of what what's going on here in roller hockey. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, uh, you know, we set the standards the last few years, and you know, we've been very, very focused on making sure that you know we have a. Has a very positive and you know uh, inclusive culture, and you know we're seeing we're seeing the return on that you now youth development, and you know having really nice people, really nice parents, and really nice uh, clubs involved in the sport, and you know they're really seeing that you know this is something that they want to be involved in for the long term. I'm Cameron Bowen. You're listening to the RHA podcast. Well, Al, that was great to hear from Steve. I mean, that's, that's a great wrap-up of 2018. Uh, it has been a huge year uh, in terms of roller hockey. And I have to say that the, the main highlight and probably talking point is Australia's gold medal at the Asian Games. I mean, what a what an amazing win. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I think it was a big focus of 2018 and the guys brought it home, right? I think also what's really good to hear from Steve is that, you know, after such a successful year, we're still looking at ground level development yeah look we've had um, a great movement improving our refereeing and officials and parents volunteering so you know it's great to see Steve touching on that because you know we have to build our sport from the ground up uh, without those volunteers and parent helpers uh, and other people getting involved you know we can't grow this sport that's right and it's happening nationally so let's take a listen now to Alicia Hurley she's up in Queensland and a lot of development in her camp right now okay Alicia Hurley thanks so much for joining us thank you for having me yeah, yeah of course man um, Alicia, quite a lot going on. I mean, you're the sports therapist for the Australian team. Uh, you're heavily involved in roller hockey in an official point of view too. Yep. Uh, and now um, you've just come back from the Asia Roller Games with the squad. What are the feelings for you from your side as a facilitating party on the team? Oh, wow. It, it was amazing. The feeling of just the accomplishment and being part of that and being able to help the team to produce what they produced in South Korea was amazing. Yeah, words can't really describe it, to be honest. Yeah, I understand that. Now, because you were also with the guys for the World Roller Games in Nanjing. Yes, I was. So how did the, the feel of the team in Nanjing compare to Namwon? It, it was actually quite different. It was probably a lot more focused and they definitely wanted to prove a point. Uh, they felt mm. pretty disappointed in Nanjing that they didn't, do better than what they hoped to. Um, so they had, you know, they had a plan after coming back from Nanjing, and with uh, Trans Tasman and stuff, things like that. Steve mm. was able to um, focus in on what needed was needed in in South Korea in Namwon, and the boys tended to. They really took that on because they had a little bit of a a feeling of accomplishment in, in Nanjing, but I felt that they they knew they could do better, and mm. going mm. in. Going into Nam One, the feeling within the team was so positive and the energy was really, really, really high and they maintained that throughout the whole tournament, which was amazing. Mm. Yeah, the guys really did stay upbeat and it was just such a privilege to be involved with you and Steve for that whole oh. trip. It was really good. It was really amazing. So, yeah. Alicia, you're quite a well-known face in the roller hockey community. Uh, where would you actually predominantly call your home club? What is that? It would be Scatterbout. Okay, and where exactly is that situated? Uh, Browns Plains in Brisbane. Now, there's been another development in your involvement. I mean, not only have you been a well-known face with uh, first aid and, and massage and sports therapy and all of that, now you also stepped up to the plate in a new role. Do you want to tell everybody what that is? Oh, yeah. So I was newly elected at the end of last year as the VP of uh, Roller Hockey for Skate Queensland. So that's the vice president. Yes. 
Okay. Now, that, there's an interesting, I mean, you and I have had a chat about this before. There's an interesting sort of setup with why you're called the vice president. Do you want to just maybe explain that a bit? Yeah. So, Skate Queensland has a president that oversees all the disciplines, and then there is a vice president that is appointed for each particular discipline. So, um, in total, like you have a vice president for the speed skating, the inline hockey, uh, rink hockey for us, and uh, artistics, and the mm. roller derby have their own as well. So, um, and I believe now that skateboarding's come on board, we um, will have a vice president for skateboarding in Queensland as well. So, mm. it just cool. sort of breaks up the the workload across the different disciplines. Right now, this is not just something you decide to do overnight. You know, what what was going through your mind when you thought, you know what, I'm going to put my hand up for this? I suppose, in, in a sense, I wanted to bring something a little bit different. A perspective, I'm a non-player, so I've never played the sport, but I have a very, very high love of the sport. Put myself in a position to learn and to understand roller hockey as much as I possibly can as a person who's never played. I think I looked at it sort of, well, you know, the pressures that come with it, and because the sport is regrowing in Australia and it's growing at a rapid rate, that I felt I could probably bring something more to the table within the sport to help it grow without putting more pressure on players. Mm. I've got a lot of support and that was probably the defining decision making me to actually put my hand up for it was that I do have a lot of support. As a sports therapist, masseuse, first aid, you tend to get a feel personally with a number of the players and their families and become more involved and get an understanding what what expectations are. So I just thought, well, there may be something different I can bring to the table. Fortunately, I was fortunate enough that a lot of our people agreed with that and I was voted in. Great. I mean, it's really exciting to have that fresh approach uh, in a leadership capacity because, I mean, it's really what is needed. What are you looking to do now? What, If I had to say, what are the two things on your agenda? What What are you wanting to junior do? Junior development, definitely. Trying to promote the sport to increase our juniors as they are the future of our sport. Probably the awareness of the sport. Probably another huge thing that I would like to get out there. The awareness of the sport within our country isn't very high. So, yeah, that's probably a big part. But, yeah, my biggest main objective for this 12 months is to reconnect with all the clubs within Queensland to have junior development really being the forefront of, of roller hockey in Queensland. In terms of kids development, what's can we go a bit deeper into that? What you guys are thinking? Yeah, well, I've been I've been in talks with Steve and what he's creating down there in Melbourne with the Roller Hockey Academy is probably the model that we're going to take on board. We're looking at getting that started up here this year. So, Alicia, you're going to be very involved at ground level with clubs. What I'm seeing happening here is that you're basically the authority of roller hockey in Queensland. Is that what I'm understanding? Yes, correct. So, in the chain of command in terms of roller sports in Queensland, how should people be communicating? I mean, what is there like a is there a protocol that people should be following? Um, look, they should be communicating firstly through their club. Um, and if they feel that, 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 that it's not happening to their to their satisfaction, then they need to come through to me. I work very closely with all the clubs. My, my goal is the communication. Communication is one of the biggest keys. I want everyone within the community to feel free to reach out to me rather mm. than trying to go another avenue that may not be as satisfactory. I, I want everyone to know here in Queensland that I am here to support them and please come to me about anything. Does it, nothing's too big and nothing's too small. So you're the, you're the go-to girl, man. Ah, definitely. <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Good girl. Of course, we've got Australia Day Cup 
2019. It's like weeks away. Where, where are we going to see you? How are we going to be able to say hi? Oh, okay. So I'm going to be there for majority of the time. Um, I am doing first aid and will be available for sports therapy. But I've also uh, taken on the role as coordinator of the senior competition. Okay. And I'm also refereeing, so... Oh, that's awesome, yeah. So, <laughs> yep. Alicia, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us today on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, we just wish you all the best and look forward to seeing you at Oz Day Cup. I look very much forward to it and thank you very much for having me here. And, um, yeah, hope to talk again soon. Hi, I'm Kaz Galtos and you're listening to Glenn Cook and Al Andrew on the Roller Hockey Australia podcast. <laughs> Well, that was great to hear from Alicia. Um, Obviously, the highlight for 2018 for her was to be at the Asian Games and and witness Australia's uh, gold medal there. Oh, yeah, man. She was so busy there, you know, running around looking after the boys. I mean, she was such a vital role. Yeah, no, uh, she's done really well. There There were times, you know, you would say, where's Alicia? Hang on, where's the team? And they'll all be queuing up outside her hotel room, you know, all lying there on the on the patient bench all getting a rub down and eventually it was like Japan you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the other teams were a bit envious of our Australian yeah, boys we have a good they? relationship with Japan so I mean they were all good also good to see Alicia VP of hockey in Queensland mm. so it's nice that they've got um, her there taking on that role um, I'm sure she'll step up you know to be a great uh, VP Oh, yeah, I mean, she's got the support, right, Glenn? And it looks like she's got some really good plans in place in terms of the youth development uh, and, and moving that side of things along, which would be great to see. Also encouraging communications between clubs. Mm, absolutely. And again, I think you'd agree that's just echoing what Steve was on about earlier, um, about the ground level, getting things sorted out internally with the clubs. Yeah, look, I think, I think the clubs, you know, can learn a lot from each other. And as long as we're all on the same, on the same page, I think it's really important. Speaking of clubs, Glenn, let's uh, take a listen from another Australian player, Carlos Fernandez, and let's see what he had to say about the Asian Games and uh, what's going on in Lisport. Carlos Fernandez, thanks for joining us, bud. Uh, no drama, Al. Anytime, anytime. Hey, it's so good. Um, obviously, I've spent a bit of time with you um, at the uh, Asia Roller Games, and I just really want to just get your point of view on that like how did that feel what was the process like let's just give everybody our listeners a bit of feedback uh first time back in the team under like the new structure that that steve and claude have been trying to implement for a couple of years now and yeah like really stoked really happy with um the direction that it's going in i i feel that you know that uh there's a lot more focus on the player now and you know a lot more fo- focus on you know conditioning and uh tacticals it's tactical um yeah it's been like really good and 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 I, I suppose the time when when we were in uh south korea it was like it all went our way you know and um you know mm-hmm. we worked really hard getting there and yeah, it was, it, was, it was good. There's not much more to say than <laughs> I'm blessed, you know, really blessed. So, Carlos, you're no stranger to the roller hockey scene in Australia. Um, and you're, a, you're quite a forefront player in the team Lizport out there in yep. uh, Sunshine area. So, um, yep. 
What's going on with your kids' development at the moment? Glenn's son, Max, is uh, spending some time uh, down in Sunshine and he um, coaches, uh, does some, you know, some uh, coaching classes on Wednesday before we train. We train on Wednesdays down in Sunshine and uh, so, yeah, he takes like some skill sessions and some skating sessions and he's trying to drum up interest in the West. Um yeah, it's you know he's uh, he's so he's really good for the sport. You know, happy to give his time and um, yeah, we 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 really appreciate him at uh, Lisport. At Lisport, you've uh, now uh, managed to recruit a couple of new players. Uh, you want to give us some news on that? So uh, a former Portuguese uh, player. Um, well, he is by former Portuguese, like he played in the first division in Portugal. Uh, his name is uh, Ricardo Pinto. Um, but he hasn't played for, oh, he tells us about five, about seven years. Um, and, um, and you know, he's been really good for the club. He's kind of come in and, um, and spirits have list, lifted and, uh, yeah, he's really good. You know, he's really positive. He's... Um, you know, bestowing some knowledge upon us, and uh, so yeah, it's uh, yeah, Ricardo has been really good for the club. Unfortunately, um, he's uh, injured, and oh, no. uh, yeah, he won't be able to make Australia Day Cup. But um, but you know, he's still helping us with training and stuff. So it's. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's uh, a real big positive for us. So, yeah, the privilege, Carlos, of uh, being a mentor coach for the kids on the uh, Joss 3-on-3 held in Albert Park in December. I mean, becoming quite a celebrity on the roller hockey frontier. What's going on uh, there, man? You guys had a <laughs> ripper of a time. Yeah, settle down, celebrity. <laughs> oh, um, well, you were uh, fired yeah. up, bro. <laughs> Um, it was uh, it was so good. It's my first year that I was in, that I was involved and um, uh, was injured, so I couldn't uh, put the skates on. And um, so Steve uh, was uh, Steve and Geordie put me in as one of the uh, coaches and. Um, and uh, yeah, we had some uh, yeah, you know, some really cool, like cool games, great games. Uh, the weather managed to hold out while we were playing, and yeah, it was so great to be involved with you know with the young kids. And you know, the three-on-three tournament is like a you know a real big positive for the sport. I think. Mm-hmm. What do you think, just from the outside, being a coach and watching the kids involved in a different environment? What do you think the three-on-three offers the kids? You know, what what do you enjoy about it from that perspective? Uh, like, uh, I mean, you know, just developing their touch. You know, the surface is not perfectly flat, so the ball moves around a bit more than what it would on the roller hockey, like on our, um, you know, on our pitches, and so it's. Yeah, it's just touch and, you know, that, you know, if the ball jumps off your stick, you, you know, you get to recover it. And, um, mm. You meet you meet new people from different teams and, you know, because a lot of the times we play against, you know, we play against people where we don't really get to socialise with them, you know, and mm. it's always, and it's, you know, good. it's great for the sport if we all get to, you know, know, know each other personally. It's, you know, mm. it, 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 yeah, it can... You know, it's a big positive, I think. Yeah, it's definitely a format that we would like to see other states adopting, not just Victoria. So, yeah, I'm glad that other players from other clubs are are seeing the benefit of this format. 
So Carlos, we got the World Roller Games this year, 2019, and uh, there's options for you to be on the squad, I guess. Uh, what, what, how yeah. are you feeling about this now? I mean, the World Roller Games is in Barcelona. Yep, yep. So, what goes um, through your mind, you know? Uh, I know. So um, after after that one uh, came back to Australia, really inspired. Um, uh, so um, from Namwong till till now, I've uh, we've kept up. Well, I've kept up my fitness and um, and and pushing to try and make selection. You know, so but I'm a realist. You know, I'm not as young as the uh, the the rest of the team. So I just just kind of have to um, let the results speak for themselves. You know, so mm. if I you know if I fitness test and and everything goes right and, and you know and I'm able to meet the criteria that they're looking for you know I really hope I can be involved you know I'm uh, I think I have a lot more to offer um, and 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 I'm excited about where it's going you know mm-hmm. like per- personal goal is to make um, Barcelona and personal another personal goal is to try and defend um, our win in Namwong in South Korea. So, um, not sure where the Asian Games will be in a couple of years, but like I've set myself a little goal that I'd okay. like to be there. You know? yeah. Great, awesome, cool, man. Carlos, thanks so much for talking to us today. That is just awesome to chat to you and get get in your mind and see where your passion is lying with roller hockey. Thanks so much. Yeah, I really appreciate the phone call, you know. Um, yeah, I, I look forward to uh, what the next couple of years hold in roller hockey. I'm super excited and, uh, and I know that the boys in Lisport are super excited for the Australia Day Cup, you know, so um, thank you. Hi, this is Alicia Hurley and you are listening to Glenn Cook and Al Andrew on the Roller Hockey Australia podcast. All right, so it was really good to hear from Carlos. Um, great to see Liz Port and Carlos getting involved um, in our local community with a just three by three, and it's really important that you know they're involved in the in the wider hockey community, I suppose, as opposed to just playing playing games. Yeah, I think it's easy to get, especially when you're in a smaller club, Glenn, to get focused on the tournament events because that's the draw card, right? At the end of the day, but there's actually a lot more going on, and, and I, we're hoping that that activity will build into each state you know so three on three you can go to queensland and western australia and get these guys happening in new south wales all these little events so it brings everyone closer together all the time which is great yeah no certainly our, our hockey community is always growing and uh the more clubs we can have actively participating in it, it just grows grows the sport for everyone carlos touched base with their new player that they've got currently over uh it's ricardo and his currently injected a new lease of life into that club Mm. Uh, those guys are really up and about at the moment Um, Mm. they're training hard skill levels are up they're working really hard as a club and I can see that you know he's he's, he's brought a big improvement to that team it's amazing what one individual can do to a team yeah I think those guys have been together for so long and and having that new new player come along that's uh, that's really made a difference now Ricardo I believe used to actually train over at the Scorpions with Jamie Reid oh in Western Australia yes okay so that's interesting because we're about to go chat to him. So I've got Jamie Reid uh, on the phone here from Scorpions in Western Australia. Uh, thanks, Jamie, for being a part of the Roll Hockey Australia podcast. How are you? 
I'm well, mate. I'm well. Good to talk to you. So just quickly, um, how's how's hockey generally uh, shaping up over there in uh, Perth? Yeah, no, it's going well. Um, we've got our senior training happening on Tuesday nights as always. Um, and we, we have our kids train on Saturday mornings. So And we've got fairly, fairly good numbers. It's uh, all fairly stable, so... Kids are real excited about coming over to the Australia Day Cup. How many numbers are you sort of talking? Your younger ages or older age groups? What's sort of your what's your spread? We got a fair mixture, I think, between I think we got four teams. We got under elevens, under fourteens. We got a ladies and a senior team. They're great numbers. Um, with, with a bit a bit of a mixture between each team, we've got some younger guys playing up and. Um, just to make sure we've got uh, teams in every division and try and keep everyone playing some hockey. So it's good for them all to um, get a game against some other players other than the people they train with every week. Yeah, that's great. Are you coaching all these teams? I'm not coaching any of them this year. Really? Who's who's? Who, who's... Uh, well, sorry, I'll, 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 um, I'm not coaching them at the Australia Day Cup this year. I'm still coaching them on the Saturdays. I work up north now with uh, during the week, so I'm not available to coach the seniors anymore here. But I'm I'm with the kids every Saturday morning for the training there. But I won't be there in Melbourne this year, unfortunately. Oh, you're going to be missed. I will miss it. So I haven't actually been on a non-hockey holiday for about seven years. So it's time to take the family away and do some family things for a change. But unfortunately, that coincides with the Australia Day Cup this year. So who's um, who's going to be taking over taking over the coaching role uh, at Australia Day Cup field teams? Well, we've got the legendary Maurizio Marin. Um, Mo's going to be coaching the senior team that we have this year, um, in conjunction with his um, brother Danny, who's going to be in the goals for us in as well as with Lisbeth, I believe. So. Uh, it'll be good to have the two brothers playing together. We've also got um, Mo coaching the under-11s team. His wife's daughter is also playing in that team. Uh, I think she's five or six years old. So it'll be an interesting adventure for her. Uh, sounds like it's a family affair. Yeah, yeah no. well, we've got um, for Mo, he's got his wife, Samantha. He used to be one of our goalkeepers. Uh, she played in the Australia Cup in our goals a couple of years ago when our seniors came across. Uh, she's uh, going to play on the floor in the ladies' team. Her two kids, um, Cameron and um, Bella, will be playing in the under-11s team. And her hubby, Mauricio, will be playing in the senior team. So. Full family commitment there. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. So you're sending three teams across? Four. Four. Who's the fourth? So you got under 11s, ladies, under four, seniors. Under 14s. Uh, and under 14s as well. All right, mate. Yeah. And, and who's going to be coaching your under 14s? Uh, we've got Jordan from Stafford, who is now living over here. Um, he had some Stafford obligations to fulfil this year in terms of uh, playing for the senior team and helping them out, which we'll support happily. Uh, however, Jordan will be coaching our ladies' team and our under-14s team. Must be nice to have some um, additional people to rely on to assist with that side of things. It's absolutely legendary because it's been a long while since I've been able to have any sort of break for them from that sort of thing. So to have those two guys, um, very reliable and um, good hearts. Um, 
wishing them all the best. I think they'll do a great job over there. And how's uh, how's Jordan been since he's come over from Stafford? Is he a uh, regular regular person at your training sessions? Yeah, well, I see Jordan on the Saturdays because he turns up to uh, help out with the um, under well, the, the younger guys because we train the younger guys all on the Saturday mornings. And he also looks does a great job with the seniors on Tuesday nights from all the reports I get. <laughs> um, so he helps out and um, between him and Mo, they keep the seniors uh, working hard. The seniors we've got this year are most of our younger guys. Um, there's, there's old guys older guys and there's ancient guys like myself i suppose um so yeah we, we were unable to get Stephen and troy across but we've got um pretty much the guys that played in the last last couple of years in under 17s and under 20s with curtis and, and callum parnell will be uh playing in the seniors along with Lockie nichols nice haven't seen Lockie for a couple of years be good to see him uh, back over this side of town uh they're going to be busy because they don't have any subs the call is open if there's any, any players that are looking for a, a team to help out with we've definitely got a little bit of space on that team given the guys uh, at this stage don't have the substitute so uh, that's fantastic. Look, Jamie, thank you so much for your time tonight. Um, no worries, Cookie. Always a... great to talk to you. Hello to everyone at, at the club there. I enjoyed your um, <laughs> wind-up this year, and uh, it was good to watch live on video. <laughs> ah, oh, did, you, did you watch our uh, presentation night, did you? Yeah, yeah, I was there watching it live, and I was making a few comments, staring up Neil Perry and all those sort of things. It was good to see. <laughs> uh... All right, mate. You take care. All the best. I'm Evelyn Fletcher, and you're listening to the Roller Hockey Australia podcast. Oh, so good to hear from Jamie Glenn. Um, just pity he's not going to be at the big tournament this year at Ausday Cup. No, he's definitely going to be missed. What's interesting is like Jordan, who used to play for Stafford, right? I believe Jordan's still playing for Stafford this year, but he has moved. Okay, yeah, so now he's over to uh, Western Australia with the Scorpions. He's helping with development, like Jamie was saying. But I think what's really cool is that you know, a player can move from one side of the country to the other and then still be a part of the network, which is established in Australia with roller hockey. Yeah, it's great to see Jordan still actively involved in coaching and, and, and helping out over there with the Scorpions yeah. Club. So it looks like we're doing a bit of travelling here today. We're going all the way back to Townsville to speak to your other mate. Yep, so we got to catch up with Michael Gedling, also known as Ghetto, from the Townsville Taipans Roll Hockey Club. Welcome, Ghetto, to the RHA podcast. How have you been, mate? Mate, I've been awesome. That's good. So it's uh, it's been a pretty busy year roller hockey-wise for you guys. Uh, obviously, Australia Day Cup at the beginning of the year, and after that, uh, you had a few players down in Gympie, and uh, you did some coaching yourself. Yes, mate, I coached Australian Masters. That's the first time I've been in the game, so I've yeah, no, you did really well. Um, and how, how did the boys enjoy the tournament? Well, I think the boys liked it. Um, they're all very involved. They're a good team to coach at. Everybody uh, played as a team. They all stayed in the one frame, and yeah, the results spoke for itself. Then. Yeah, and no, I think it was really good. I mean, I was playing. I was playing under you there, and I quite enjoyed being oh, coached you were. by you. Yeah, yeah it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, certainly great to get get all the older guys having a hit together and having a lot of fun. So yeah, good one. Uh, your Facebook page has been quite active. I'm not sure. Uh, certainly Kiwi is on there quite regularly and yourself updating it. Looks like you've got a fair bit happening in Townsville at the moment. We have. Um, we have a regular every second Sunday we have a club games. Um, Kiwi 
has been recording themselves, so we get his view from the keeper. It's been great for team bonding and you know, morale in the club. We all have a conversation after and have a good laugh. I look forward to finding out um, the points, you know, everyone puts out at a certain time, whether it was a clash or a good goal, and we all have a chat about that and a laugh. Yeah, it's been a good question. Yeah, no, it's been really good. And your, your kid seems to be coming along quite well. How many, what sort of numbers are you guys getting in there at the moment? Well, we get um, probably look at the under 11s, probably got 15 or so. Yeah. Probably five, five under 14s, a couple of under 17s. We actually have seven senior ladies, plus we have a ladies keeper now. Oh, that's so excellent. there. Yeah, we've got yeah, seven or eight senior men, plus Dave's our keeper. Is, and Kiwi's leaving us very shortly, the next week or two, because it's been transferred. So that's going to be a bit of a loss for us. Yeah, that's a big loss um, losing Kiwi. I'm, yeah, but I'm sure Dave will step up and hold the fort for us. Yeah, no, and uh, a Champions Cup, your ladies had a good result. Yeah, it was their first tournament away as senior ladies. A couple of the girls, it was their first ever tournament, so it was a bit nerve-wracking, but I think by the end of it, they uh, showed the other girls that, yeah, we can play hockey, so yeah, we've probably got a reasonably good club now, so we've been stuck up in far north Queensland on our own. Yeah, we can accommodate under 11s, under 14s and ladies and senior men and probably be, uh, what's the word, pretty competitive and that's each grade. No, you guys are doing really well. Certainly one of the uh, faster-growing clubs, I think. Yeah, and then our next stage is we're going to try and help Lyle and Mackay He's trying to get kids running down there again, so we're hoping to take their kids down to help with his kids in the New Year. Yeah, no, it's great, mate. You guys, got some teams coming for the Australia Cup coming up, I believe. Yes, we're um, the senior team we're combining with Skate about and we can about. Probably sister clubs, we do this regularly, bringing down a reasonably good team again. Um, I'll be coaching it, so I might be playing, but I'll be coaching because we'll have a full team, so it'll be good. Ah, fantastic. And, uh, we'll, I think we'll probably rock a few teams down there, you know, be competitive. Yeah, you will have a strong team. Uh, is it only yeah. the senior team you're bringing? Yeah, only the senior team, yeah, because the girls, it was their first trip away, and I think they're all trying to do uh, Champions Cup again next year. Well, one of our girls, uh, Mia's coming down, I think she's going to play for Glen Innes. Um, yeah. That'll be good. So we're getting, we've still got players coming, we're just not coming as towns, but we're just spread out. And how's the uh, how's the Australia Cup preparation going for your senior team? Uh, pretty good, yes. We're all training hard, the ones who are going. Got a couple more weeks of training, and then we'll have two weeks off at Christmas, and then get back into it again. Oh, fantastic, mate. All right, mate. So you guys have been working really hard. Um, they must have some helpers in the club there who have been doing a great job getting the, the players up and about. Who would they be? Um, well, I've actually had Dave and Daniel stepped up probably two years ago on the under 11s, under 14s, and now the under 17s. They've been coaching them, and I've really got to give them good kudos because they've done an, an awesome job with them. Yeah. And also, Serge Kudasov's been stepped up and taken training a little bit this year for me, so I've had a bit of a break from it, and I'm stepping back into it now for the Australia Day Cup. And naturally, um, Sandy. Everyone knows Sandy in Australia, and without her, I don't think our club would survive. Most people all need kudos. Nah, mate, that's, uh, that sounds great. I, I generally find the more people you're around you, you can have helping out. Um, makes a huge difference to your club and your club environment. I mean, if, if you leave the load all down to just one or two people, things things fall apart pretty quick. So, well done, mate, and well done having all the uh, all the additional help on board. That's, uh, that's a great effort. And also, I'd like to have one other person not that club, I'd also like to thank you as Max for sending us that goalkeeper gear a couple of years ago. It kick-started our kids and it made our club grow rapidly. So I'd like to always thank him for his effort there. Yeah, well, no doubt he'll hear that and he'll uh, appreciate it. Thanks. All right, Ghetto, it's been nice chatting with you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Cookie.
Hi, this is Jamie Reed from Scorpions in WA, and you're listening to Glenn Cook and Al Andrews on the Roller Hockey Australia podcast. Always good to hear from another club, Glenn. Yeah, no, uh, good to hear from Townsville. They're uh, they're really going well and, and developing really well up there. Yeah, it's like a really active, buzzing environment. I mean, there's always a good Facebook feed. There's always some good camera action from the goalie helmet. I mean, it's really exciting to see, right? And uh, it's, it's just really good to know that there are lots of clubs in growing stages or developing stages. I mean, Townsville, their ladies team nailed it at Champions. Yeah, they did really well. Took third place. Yeah, it was really good. And I mean, there you go. Brand new ladies team and they're, they're taking a position on the pole. Yep. No, they're certainly doing well up there. They're, they're... Got a lot of dedicated people helping by the sounds of it. Uh, you know, Ghetto touched on the amount of uh, support they've got within the club, so I think that's really important. Champions Cup 2018, Glenn, that was quite a tournament this year. I think there was a lot going on, as always. Yeah, very busy, as usual. Um, thankfully, we didn't have the enormous heat wave that we had last year. Yeah, uh, that was. We were waiting to get smashed. Yeah, no, so it worked out really well. Um, well it was a great tournament, as usual. Absolutely. And uh, the winners of the senior men's was Queensland, yeah. uh, Queensland senior team. So they did very well. They won the final uh, 2-1. Against Victoria. And uh, so, Glenn, what were the results for the ladies there in the final? Well, New South Wales took first place against Queensland. Awesome. Yeah, New South Wales, strong girls team, eh? They are doing really well. And um, obviously, Kai is very strong uh, for New South Wales. But uh, some of their other ladies are really stepping up and coming along really nicely. Lots of growth to still happen in the ladies. I know that the Roller Hockey Australia desk have got their eyes on that. Yeah, really looking forward to seeing how Australian ladies team and obviously the club teams develop over the next few years. So it's really important we have a pathway for the ladies to follow. You know, what are they looking to aspire to? What what team are they looking to play in in the future? Where are they looking at going? And I, I think that's something we need to definitely define sooner rather than later to make sure that they've got a pathway to follow, you know, to achieve their goals. So some... Uh... Some nice awards being uh, handed out at Champions Cup this year, Glenn. Yep, so I think the it was, it was. It was a good awards ceremony. Um, might have brought a tear to my eye at uh, one point during that ceremony. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. We had the uh, the Les Carrion Award was handed out to a very esteemed official, uh, Ian Roach. Ian Roach, that's correct, yep. And uh, that was really nice to uh, the way Steve gave a lot of history about this gentleman and how he's contributed to the sport. It was just really good to... Um, hear all that. I mean, I know the kids were really into it. They really enjoyed hearing all of that. Yeah, a lot of the modern day players wouldn't have known Ian. Um, I think my career started uh, around the time that he was finishing up. So, yeah, no, he was a, a much-loved member of the community. We also had uh, your son, Jay Cook, winning in a special award there, Glenn. Yes, Jay Cook. He won the uh, Player of the Finals, uh, awarded by... Eddie Carrion. Um, it was a bit of an emotional moment for his father. <laughs> yes, you were uh, hot on the sleeve there, Glenn. Oh, a little bit, maybe. That's all right. I'm allowed to be sometimes, you yeah, know. You should be very proud. He did really well. He played like a champ in that day. No, he had a, he had a great game and, um, you know, uh, hat off to Steve, you know, um, putting James in that final. Uh, he could have played myself, obviously, someone a bit more experienced, but he went with the younger players and um, I think in the long term for Victoria, that, that sort of uh, is really going to pay off for us. You know, we're, we're trying to get our young kids involved actively. As you would have seen, we've had a very young Victorian senior team this year. Um, and we're really trying to get those players up to speed as quickly as possible. It was great to have some acknowledgements from the Victoria camp from uh, Roller Hockey Australia uh, at the Champions Cup. We had uh, 
the voice of roller hockey Australia, winning uh, volunteer of the year. Yeah, Shane puts in, um, obviously, at tournament time, he puts in quite a lot of effort. So I certainly oh, know uh, his lounge room was all set up for <laughs> uh, for commentary for Namwon. So he did a great yeah. job there, as usual. Yeah, he's, he's really committed and he, and he really puts his heart and soul into it. He it's certainly really does. And we had Evelyn Fletcher winning official of the year. Yeah, so Evelyn's Evelyn's done a great job this year um, as, as one of the parents at our club. Uh, she's really taken on board getting referees accredited, putting together paperwork based around timekeepers and refereeing. She's been very proactive in looking at getting Carl Wilson out from England to assist at the Australia Day tournament this year. So um, Evelyn's a well-deserved winner of Official of the Year. Yeah, I mean, she has a basket of paperwork every Monday and Thursday at the club. It's quite scary to see how much work she actually does. It's almost as though it was um, a bit of a Victorian hat-trick for the uh, Special Awards. And we also had Coach of the Year going to, what is that, another cook? Yes, young Max. Um, look, you know, as, as Steve said at his, uh, at his speech, you know, that boy, he, he or man, I should say, he works... Harder than anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he's out there coaching kids four, five, six times a week and he's um, actively involved with other clubs to get their kids up and running and putting in coaching programs and uh, mm. really trying to develop the sport. So his passion to have kids play roller hockey on top of obviously his own playing career uh, mm. is, is just second to none. Uh, he is an absolute soldier on the front lines for roller hockey and I don't think there's a single club in Australia that doesn't know who Max is and who hasn't benefited from his passion in a direct or indirect way. Yeah, he's doing a, doing a super job. Thank you, Max. So, Glenn, we also had, of course, the, um, the, the younger players playing at the Champions Cup. Yes, we did. So the under-17s, I believe the winners for that division was Victoria. Uh, under-14s. Victoria. And the under-11s. Victoria. Uh, and all those divisions, we had our younger players also taking part playing in the higher divisions. So we had some under-11s playing in under-14s, some under-14s playing in 17s, etc. So that was, uh, once again, great to be developing those players into playing at higher levels. What's really good when those younger kids do get selected for the older teams is they, even when they don't get floor time, they're learning the respect. Absolutely. Um, yes, no, they are. That's true. And and what, I, what I've found is that they really rise to the occasion. So on or off the floor, they're a part of that team. And when they do get to take the floor, you know, you, you see that the focus and the concentration is they don't want to let the team down. And, and they're really keen, you know, to, to do their very best. So, Al, let's hear from Steve now about the Asian Games and the upcoming World Roller Games in Barcelona. Nationally, your focus now is certainly focused on a, a little country out there in Europe, uh, Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, World Roller Games 2019. This is the second World Roller Games uh, with all roller sports involved. And, uh, you know, we've qualified for the top 16. Uh, uh, this is this is massive for us, you know. This is a, a real opportunity for us to, to go there um, and mix it with some of the best. But also we have to be realistic. You know, it's going to be very tough for us. And it's a bit of a learning curve for us. We're, we're again, you know, preparing for the next, you know, two to four years of our development. And so we want to make sure that we're, we have a really good team that's able to, to, to learn from that, but also carry us through to the next, like, the two to four years at our next major international competitions across Asia and Oceania. Looking early on, I know it's still early days, but this is the thing you're focused on for 2019, Steve. How is your preparation for selection 
and what are you looking for? What 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 do the guys out there who are thinking, hey, I've got a shot at this, what should they be doing now? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they should be training real hard. Um, <laughs> the, uh, you know, it's about having the balance in the team, the balance of experienced players, but also the youth coming through. Uh, you know, we want to make sure that we're giving really good opportunities to some players that have, you know, really worked hard and really earned that, earned that spot. But we want to make sure that we're also, you know, retaining and maintaining the philosophy that we have, which is about, you know, uh, about respect, it's about contribution to the sport. Uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, or maybe not unfortunate, but not always the best player gets in the team if it's just all about them. It's really about making sure we have good people in our sport that's contributing. Uh, but also want to be part of the journey for the long term. And by doing that, you know, that, that, that puts them on the list. Um, assuming they're roller hockey and their levels where it needs to be as well, then that puts them higher on the list. So, you know, the doors are open in the Australia Day Cup. Um, in a couple of weeks, we'll, you know, shortlist that to a squad, which we'll announce, you know, very soon after the Australia Day Cup. Hello, everybody. This is Ghetto from Dance with Taipans. You're listening to Glenn Cook and Al Drew on the Roller Hockey Australia podcast. So Al, that was great to hear from Steve. I mean, it's, it's good to hear him talk about the Asian Games and, and Barcelona in 2019. It's always so much energy coming from Steve. It's just great to start capturing the vision early, you know? Yeah, no, he's certainly, uh, he's got a great vision for our sport. Mm. Um, I think, I really do think that Australian hockey is in good hands uh, with Steve at the helm. Yep. Um, couldn't really think of anybody else I'd rather have there, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> but he does yeah, need help. <laughs> the amount of time and effort he puts in, I, I can't understand how one person can do it all. Um, and yeah, so obviously, I know he sent out some uh, calls for help this year for Australia Day Cup. I'm not Definitely. sure on his response. I know if he had a few responders, and um, obviously, he can always use more. So, uh, Barcelona this year is going to be huge, and the guys are going to be need to be as fit as fit can be well you heard it from steve right and i mean the uh the fitness testing already started late last year with the uh, combine yeah no the combine was great um i went down and had a look at some of that um it was mm. really really good we had a couple of players come down from queensland we had bevan and hayden uh, made themselves available to come down and do the fitness assessment and we also yeah. opened that up to uh the kids so some of the the higher end kids uh playing for uh playing our sport in victoria and they got mm. to see some of the requirements and what's needed to become a you know a high-level hockey player. So hopefully they take that forward in their careers and they they know the expectation. Definitely opened a few eyes and uh, awareness to what's expected of a professional sports person. Yeah, no, it's um, really good. Leading into Australia Day, I believe we've got the Jost campus coming up. Yes, Glenn, the the guys from Jost will be bringing the the campus to life again right before. The Australia Day Cup 2019. Yeah, and uh, I think previously we've had a good selection of uh, kids attending from all over Australia. Uh, yeah, and it's all happening again. Yep, it's going to be a very busy weekend for them. Uh, then I believe they have the Monday off and we're straight into the Australia Day Cup. Yeah, that is... Uh, <laughs> it's going to be one busy week and uh, I'm just really excited about it. But let's uh, hear from one very excited man about this tournament. And that's, of course, is our Steve Hoey. <laughs> Speaking of Australia Day Cup 2019, Steve, this is big. This is next level. What? Yeah. Has this yeah. humble little tournament become, bro? I know. You know, it's just 10 senior teams, right? Um, just released the schedule. We now have 34 teams attending. Um, 12 of those are seniors. 22 of those are, you know, juniors and ladies teams. 
all the way from, you know, got players between the ages of, you know, uh, seven years of age through to 20 years of age that make up those 22 teams, uh, which is just awesome. That's like from 8 o'clock in the morning to like 10.30 at night over five days. Yeah. That's like eight, days, 80 yeah. matches, right? Yeah, yeah, 80 matches, you know. We, we, we started off the competition years ago with 20, 30 matches and, you know, now we've got 80, I think it's 83 matches scheduled in for this competition. And, you know, the reality is it is the biggest club competition in Asia Pacific. And the goal has always been, the aspiration has been to attract international players, clubs, you know, and nations to this. You know, we've got a bunch of uh, players coming from New Zealand, as they always do. But this time around, we've also got Japan. You know, Japan are bringing in an under-17 team. And they'll, um, if it wasn't for the World Roller Games, we would have had the, the Japanese ladies and the Japanese teams team also right. be out playing with us. So the interest is huge. You know, there's a lot of interest coming out of India too that want to be here. Um, and also, um, you know, Chinese Taipei. So, you know, who knows where we're going to be in two and three years' time. I know, it's so exciting. I'm scared, but it's awesome. Yeah, and, you know, obviously we're just really encouraging the entire Australian roller hockey community to get behind us with making this event float, you know, even smoother. You know, it's just so important that everybody just puts hand on the wheel and just steers this thing. We we, we now got international visitors coming in. It's uh, It's becoming a world event, you know. Yeah. Yeah, spot on, you know. We've got international referees coming over from England. Um, we've got, like I said, players coming. It is, it is an international event. And, and and as you say, you know, we really need the local community. I and mean, we're not across Australia. You know, everyone's put their hand up, help out. We want to make this, you know, as, 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 uh, as successful as it can be. Um, and that only comes through a lot of volunteers, you know, helping out. Um, and without that, you know, it's going to be really, really tough. But, but we know the community, we know the people, and we know that the people will... They, they will help. Absolutely. We're looking forward to it. Now, okay, Steve, so we've got big plans for the first six weeks of the year. <laughs> you know, we've, yeah. still got a, we've still got a whole year ahead of us. What's the Roller Hockey Australia desk looking at moving forward? Now, obviously, we have our yearly events, which are already scheduled in, but what's what's yeah. going on in between? What's happening? Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of key things that we really want to make sure that we you know, continue to build on this momentum, but also plan for the next two to four years. So last year, we kicked off the RA Academy, and that was really about junior development, really focusing on the basic skills and and having our kids train in a way that's independent of club training, but also very inclusive of, around learning. So that academy kicked off, and I really want to start pushing that through across um, other parts of Australia in 2019. So we'll be trialling that and getting that up and going. Um, the second thing is a real focus. I want to spend a, um, a bit more time talking to our colleagues in New Zealand. New Zealand um, is really key, and they've really been instrumental in our success, you know, in, in a number of different ways. Just participating locally, working with us in the Trans-Tasman, and they're starting to get some good growth, but I want to make sure that we can do whatever we can to help them as well. So that's, that's super key focus for us. And I think the um, the next the next thing too is also like I said to expand these international um, events. Rod Skate have requested that um, we look at hosting some more international competitions here, um, and which is which is great. But we need the facilities, we need the infrastructure, we need the people, and, and we need the money. You know, we need some sponsorship behind us to, to host those events. So I'm going to be looking really hard at how we can make that happen. You know, we're you know we're now. Um, presence in relation to the world. We had eyes on us. We've done a really good job in rebuilding our image and you know it's great to being recognized and being asked to be part of you know the I suppose the global movement of roller hockey again, which is fantastic. 
the Australia Day Cup this year is going to be huge. Uh, we've got over 80 games to get through. What's that going to do for our scheduling? <laughs> well, this is the first time now that we've actually uh, had to split the event slightly into two venues, Glenn. So. Yeah, I believe it's only only for three games. Yeah. But I, I can see it's something that may need to happen again in the future. Uh, this tournament keeps getting more popular every year. Yeah, and I mean, now we're like, what, starting 8.30 in the morning and we are finishing... 11? 11 if we run on time. I think some of those games are actually scheduled for earlier than 8.30. But um, it's certainly going to keep everyone on their toes. But I believe the way it's been broken down is our uh, the kids are playing first thing in the morning through to about 5.30 in the afternoon and then the seniors from 5.30 up to 11 o'clock at mm -hmm. night. Mm -hmm. So hopefully uh, it uh, won't put too much strain on everyone and the officials and we can manage to, to split that up. Um, now, we've also got some special guests coming this year, I believe. It's so awesome. This has just been the next level that Steve's been on about. You know, it's like this tournament has now always been the biggest club tournament in Asia Pacific. But now we are actually getting those international teams coming over. And it's Japan. Yeah, Japan is sending an under-17s team. Uh, that'll be exciting for... Hopefully not only Japan, but also for the under-17s teams who get to play against them. Obviously, it'll add a whole new level of excitement and buzz around the tournament. Oh, it's just going to be epic. Uh, I'm really excited. I was really blown away with the intensity at which they play. It'll be great to see uh, that come through in their under-17s team, so it could really give our teams a run for their money. Absolutely. Uh, not to be underestimated in any way. I mean, they're arriving on the Monday, playing on the Tuesday. Now, I look forward to seeing them play and, and um, great to have them here. So thanks Japan for coming over and, and making our tournament even greater. Absolutely. And you are welcome with open arms. Too true. Now I believe India was almost over the line in coming to Australia as well and bringing potentially three teams. I think it was a senior men's, a ladies and an under 14s. But yeah, it, that was something that we were really hoping to pull through. I think it just, I think it was just a question of paperwork, which didn't happen on time, unfortunately. Yeah, that's a shame. So they would have added a whole another dimension to the games. So a lot of facilitating going on at 2019 this year, Glenn. So with over 80 games, uh, we're in desperate need of referees and timekeepers. So that's been a, a really big challenge. Yeah, I mean, we've had Bevan Hurley and Evelyn Fletcher working behind the scenes at a very, very stressed level. Yeah, I can't understand how they can actually do that. I mean, that's a huge commitment to try and... Uh, uh, allocate officials and timekeepers and referees to over 80 games. You're juggling players who know how to ref, know how to timekeep. You've got to shuffle everyone around so that nobody is timekeeping be right before a match. And it's even bigger than scheduling the matches, you know, getting all the refs sorted out. It sure is. Um, but this year, so we've managed to get some of our kids through the officials development program. So everyone's been sorting out on getting referees accreditations. So so this year we're going to have um, a lot of our kids actually taken to the floor and refereeing the younger games and also uh, sitting on the timekeeper's bench. So mm. this will put us in really good stead for the future. I mean, obviously it's going to be their first year refereeing at a major tournament. Uh, we did have some of our uh, mm. kids also refereeing at Champions Cup, uh, shadowing some of the senior referees and they're doing a really good job. Things so, so well. So it's a great, great to see this new, new breed of uh, officials coming through the ranks. Um, most of them are players, and and they're really keen and engaged, and and really um, uh, giving it, you know, giving it their best shot to to referee well. And they take it so seriously when they're on the floor. They do, yes, they do take it very seriously. And and I think that's good. And. Uh, getting an international perspective on, on officialing. Yeah, so we've got Carl Wilson coming from England. Um, he's going to be out here. So he will be assisting 
he'll be doing some refereeing on the floor. He'll be running some referee clinics. He'll also be uh, operating as the third referee on the side. And from time to time, he'll also be giving the referees feedback on their performance and what they can improve on. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be great not only for our kids but also our our senior referees in Australia to get some perspective on from a, from an international referee as to how we can improve because I really do think refereeing uh, and our officials in Australia are somewhere we haven't touched on yet. We haven't actually given um, uh, given the focus that they need. So all our players seem to be getting a lot of focus at the moment, but our referees certainly have been. Uh, left behind so it'd be going to be great to get those people up to speed and and it's like there's a whole system in place here we've got to have qualified officials we've got to have play at a standard everyone has a role to play and it's an all equal role because one can't work without the other right that's exactly right you cannot have a game without your referees and officials so you know uh, to have this whole new breed coming through and to have them you know obviously starting off on the right foot it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's awesome I think it's fair to say we're going to see a whole new standard of, of officiating games at this 2019 Australia Day Cup yeah absolutely it's going to be great so can't wait to see it okay so talking about officials next up we've got Cos Gautos talking about the collaboration between Australia and the UK and how we can improve our uh, officials down under here Evelyn's been instrumental in uh, getting him on board to assist with the referees accreditation process We've got Cos Geltos here today. Did I say it right? Yeah, of course you did. Of course I did. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and, and your role with roller hockey? Sure. I'm originally Australian from Brisbane and played hockey with the Mount Gravatt Roller Hockey Club. Before that, the Nala Roller Skating Club and even played for Stafford for one season. Um, and I left for England in 1996, worked there in Europe, um, came back in between to Australia 2006 to 2013 and maintained my roller hockey involvement through then. As a coach, I got accredited with the Australian Institute of Sport program in the 90s, the Queensland, then Australian junior team. And then uh, in England in about 2000, I became the, the national coach of the English under 17 and under 20 team, 12 European championships and five world championships of under 20s and under 17s as a coach. So very active. Uh, uh, well, my parents were effectively the, the founded the Australian Federation of Amateur Roller Skaters. Uh, my father was president for 26 years and vice president of the World Federation. So, and I've been a very active administrator of the sport since I was 15 years old. Which brings me to my next point. You've been uh, heavily involved uh, recently obviously with uh, knowing people like Stephen Hoey you've now recently just been drawn in with Evelyn Fletcher so Evelyn we've got you here too um, you've been working with cars very closely lately how have you guys been working together I mean now we've got Australia talking to the UK so we've been uh, working together because I was quite keen to try and get some uh, other people non-playing people accredited to ref rink hockey and there was no process or system here in Australia. I think Steve had mentioned that in England, Koss had been doing quite a lot of work over there. So I reached out to Koss, who was more than eager to collaborate with us and share a lot of what he had done so we could just pick it up and run with it, which is what we've done for Victoria. And this is the first time I've actually been able to see Koss and he realised I was Irish because it was the first time he heard me talk 
and emails don't get my accent across really well. I discriminate against funny names. Yeah. Um, and so we've done we've done a lot, but maybe Cost can give us a bit more of an insight as to exactly where England is and then the future that you're hoping for for the at least the English speaking community when it comes to officials because it's broader than just refereeing. Well, first of all, I'd say that as an administrator of our sport, our sport all over the world has been appalling in administrator for 40, 50 years plus. Uh, and as a result, our sport hasn't achieved its global potential. And when it was at its highs in the 60s and 70s, um, the failure of global and national administrators to, to do the right things is why we aren't as big a sport as what we used to be. Now, it seems silly to me that when you have a few volunteers, willing people ready to stand up, they all have to reduplicate everything when resources should probably be supplied by the international association that we comply with, particularly in the world of the internet. Um, that doesn't exist, so there's no point complaining about it. Let's get on and do something else. So having taken over the chairmanship of the, the, the officials, uh, the referees committee in England, I produced a lot of resources and it seems silly not to share them with Australia, my home country, uh, and to anyone else who wants to access them. So we started with Australia and the intention is to share those with anybody who wants them, collaborate, use the scarce resources working together um, to be able to come up with the best that we can come up with until such time as the International Association um, creates something better. So Al, that was great to hear from Coz. Um, you know, it was, it was great to get his opinion on officials uh, and obviously the collaboration. You know, it's been uh, really helpful for us here in Australia yeah. uh, in moving forward. Um, I believe there's a lot more to do with COS. The, uh, the interview uh, went for a lot longer and we'll be um, integrating parts of that into our next podcast. No, totally. I mean, obviously a wealth of knowledge and, you know, with a good perspective of what we're doing and then here in Australia and then what's actually happening in Europe and he's also in a growing uh, hockey community in England. Yeah, so I believe they've got 32 clubs. Yeah. And 1,100 odd players. It's amazing. So England are going really well at the moment. And the majority of those players, as Cos said, are all younger players. Yeah, I believe I believe under under 17 year old players make up more players than active senior players currently playing in England. So Glenn, that comes to the end of episode two. Have you finished your beer? Nelly, <laughs> sale on Anchor Pale Ale. I can actually recommend this to many people. It's very nice indeed. <laughs> Well, we've managed to get through another episode, Glenn, and we've covered a lot of information, as always. Yeah, look, I think 2018 was a big year. Um, obviously, you know, the highlights, gold medal for Australia for the senior men's. Uh, just an amazing effort. Um, we had a lot of hockey during the year. Uh, you know, Champions Cup, Australia Day, Gympie with the Trans-Tasman. So that's, that's all been fantastic. So another year wrapped up and, and looking forward to the year ahead. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And we're just looking forward to saying hi to you at Australia Day Cup 2019 in Melbourne. And uh, we'll catch you soon for Episode 3, which will be after the championship. You've been listening to the Roller Hockey Australia podcast. We would love to hear your comments and suggestions for our next episode. Email us at rollerhockeypodcast at gmail.com. The Roller Hockey Australia podcast is produced for the community by Drew Media Australia.
Have a great evening. Oh, I thought you wrapped it up nicely. I don't think you need, need to hear from me.